Okay, so before we start the podcast, I just want to let you know that, hey, don't touch that, is brought to you, as always, by our friends at the Greenhouse Food and uh, Health Eatery. Actually, I don't think they're a health eatery, but they create some of the best sandwiches. Not sandwiches, fuck. Um, I might as well be high, but I'm probably half drunk. Anyways, they do some of the best uh, salads, paellas, uh, meal plans, and right now you can get uh, 10 meals at egh.ca for 100 bucks so that's a meal plan you're gonna need food uh they've saved my ass and my family's ass on many a nights um trying to figure out what to eat so go get them i have a personal story though they also in addition to their meal plans they also sell their dressings and sauces for the longest day like uh, the last couple weeks actually it's just like i didn't like eating salad and as a result, I was having issues on the uh, on the washroom. Anyway, uh, my buddy uh, Juan hooked me up with some of that infamous, f- delicious, the best salad dressing you've ever had. Their famous trademark, cocoa lime. And I started eating vegetables again. That's right. I started eating vegetables again. And today, man, I was regular, baby. It was great. So yeah, E-G-H-S-C-H, uh, let them know, let them know we sent you, and you might get a discount. I don't know what that discount is going to be, but you let them know. Uh, you can, they're on all delivery apps, but they also have their own website. So order off there, so they keep all their money, and they don't have to pay Skip the Dishes. They don't have to pay Uber Eats, they can just pay themselves. Alright, www.egh.ca. Welcome to Hey, Don't Touch That. Um, I'm not sure what episode we're on, but it's. I think we're approaching 30. No, we're in mid 30 somewhere. 30 we're in the mid 30s. Shit. We have one that's oh. unpublished. That's Brian's fault. <laughs> I'm your host, Brian. Hey, 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 let me just do the intro. I'm your host, Brian. Joined as always with my co host, Jordan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Jordan, what's up? You know, the usual Sunday night. Yeah, podcasting. Not much, not much. watching football, <laughs> talking uh, about it. That's great. We're uh, joined by not one, but two guests today. And I'll tell you this, this is, a, this is a treat for me because there's not a lot of diversity where I come from, and I have two brown guys today. First guest that we have, he is uh, the original Bob brother, is my friend and everybody else's friend, Fahim. How are you doing, Fahim? Not bad. How's it going, man? It's it's not too bad here. Um, we're in the middle of moving, so it's very stressful. I, I'm making it stressful on people. Anyway, uh, second person that we have on the on the show. This is his first time, first time on the show. Not counting the wrestling mock draft. I know, I know. First time, 
but we don't we're actually going to talk to uh talk to this gentleman here i just found out he lost a battle with his uh hairline i found out he lost a battle with his health he's a uh, the only guy i know that has gout i don't know if you guys know that but uh gout is the disease of the rich so you basically have so much food so much money so much fat so much alcohol and you have so much of it that it affects your joint and little crystals form a form of uh uric acid form along your joints so it's very painful but he's here today he is my friend cab and he's coming at you straight out of compton not really but in california how's it going cab it's going good, but uh, way way to strip me down right away. Um, <laughs> but now, now I have to build that, you know, make that comeback. And uh, but yeah, I've lost my battle with the hairline. Um, joining Fahim as my brother. Yeah. Um, but uh, as as for the gout, I'm fine. That I haven't lost yet. <laughs> I was, you know what? I I, I remember you t- when you did tell me. I did give you a I did give you a hard time at first. I said that it's for people who are hella fat, but I was just more surprised because I have never met anybody that had gout. That was more just like, that was for me. I was like, oh, damn. I don't know yeah, anybody I think, else that has it. I, I think gout is, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. more overweight people might have more uh, susceptibility towards the you know gout, but I think it's more with me to do with alcohol. You've been it's drinking like, more since you moved? No, no. Like, <laughs> I think this last... It's when I binge. If uh, I take a beer here or there, it's okay. But if I binge, then I'm going to get, you know, the effects of gout. And these last two weeks I've been in Canada, the amount I drank these last two weeks um, is more than maybe the last year of COVID put together. Wow. So is the gout flaring up? Yeah, it's been flaring up. It's, uh, I can barely walk on my foot. Got to keep taking Advil. Um, can you ever get rid of gout? Or is it, do you just always have it and then it flares up? Like, no, it, it goes away. Like if you start eating right, but gotcha. as soon as you, as soon as you, you know, start consuming for me, if I start consuming alcohol again or eat the wrong foods, um, then I'll probably get it. It well, comes back. It's a recurring thing. I guess gout's hereditary too. Like if your family's susceptible, you're more susceptible. Yeah. I think my mom gets gout sometimes. Um, so it might be, that's true. The only people I knew that have gout, no offense, Jordan here, that aren't cab are Filipinos. This is true. I know many that have had it. <laughs> I think there's mostly diet related. It, it, Too much pork. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's a good diet though. <laughs> hey, sorry, on, on the topic of pork. So Fahim, when did you start eating pork again? you mean start eating pork well i just just i well, I, I, grew up, I grew up i grew up muslim so i yes. didn't eat pork um it wasn't really in the house so it was halal food then i ate pork when um probably university-ish oh did you eat pork when you were in england at all yeah a little bit but oh. not much how um, was it what was it do you remember your first time you ate pork so uh, sort of like in a probably like in a burger, like a junior bacon cheeseburger. Ooh, what? Like, oh, right, bacon. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's like I don't know, and I'm married to an Asian, so it's like we had our <laughs> we had our wedding, and it's like hey, alcohol. Then uh, you crack open, you know, the alcohol, and you bring in like the full pigs, right? So yeah, yeah. 
but it's forks just yeah that my my feeling on it is it's just another animal so yeah delicious delicious animal <laughs> i remember that your wedding was uh that was that was a source of a uh, potential scandal so we are so jordan fahim's um members of fahim's family are actually quite religious mm-hmm. so we actually weren't allowed to drink while those members of his family were there we actually had to have a separate uh a separate after party after the nice. uh, fake reception and uh, it got out of hand no but that people was, just started drinking anyway yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah actually like yeah i had a i had a pig at my wedding and um i had a we have a friend that that came to our uh that came to the wedding and he brought a date but she was like not she was not down with the pork and uh she ended up missing the reception because she was sick maybe racist oh. probably not <laughs> but just sick anyway I thought, you're, I thought you were saying she was the pig she was not the pig no, definitely okay. not just, just she, would, she would she would be offended if you said that if she knew about this podcast she would be offended anyway i digress <laughs> <laughs> okay let's uh let's get to let's get to the brass tacks so the first segment cam it's your first official hey don't touch that segment it is the beer review Okay, Cam, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, so I got um, from Stone Brewery from San Diego. Uh, I got the oh, Buena, wow. I got the Buena Vesa Salt and Lime Lager. Ooh. So this is this is like supposed to be comparable to like a Corona, but like after better. adding but adding lime, so That's you don't awesome. add lime to this. So Ooh. let's just see how that, that is. Sounds and it's delicious. Only it's only four point seven percent. I have to keep it before below five for my gout problems. <laughs> um, <laughs> so no more, no more seven percent IPAs. Um, uh, hey, just just because we're, you, you brought it up, how is beer in America? Is it, so I, I have a I have a coworker who played hockey in Wisconsin, and uh, he he went to school in the U.S. But he was basically saying, "Yeah, man, American beer for the most part is very weak." He could drink lots of American beers, but when he came home, he couldn't drink as many. Do you find that they're not no, as no. alcoholized? No, it depends on what type of beer you're drinking. Yeah, like that's if, what it's, I if it's an IPA, they're they're hella strong here. Yeah, yeah. Like I they get to like seventy percent here. Uh, Go ahead, Kelly, I think has some of the best beer I've ever drank. Like I went to Lagunitas and other places. Like mm-hmm. they have like a really good beer. Um, how do you put it? Market there. Yeah, my my it's hard favorite. To yeah, my my favorite IPAs come out of California. Is is it the Sierra Nevada? Uh, no, well, those are like cookie cutter, man. Those are cookie cutter. But I'm talking about like Carl Strauss. I'm talking about Stone Brewery. Uh, uh, there's like I forgot uh, who makes Big Daddy IPA, but there's yeah, there's some good good breweries over here. So when did you start drinking IPAs? I want to start drinking beer. Like really? Long, like, yeah. Oh, that I was like when IPAs. you started brewing your own beer. No, no. I, the first uh, beer I brewed was an IPA, but oh. that's because I like IPAs, right? So, uh, I thought I, I legitimately thought you started drinking IPAs for the same reason I started drinking IPAs, and that was after I listened to the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. No, no, <laughs> no that was mine. That was uh, yeah. <laughs> Sierra no, Nevada. I think double, Torpedo or whatever Torpedo. Double yeah, yeah. I, double IPA. Yeah, we have that here. Yeah. Oh God, I remember I had that. It put me on my ass. <laughs> Yeah, but you can, yeah, you can only have like two or three of those and then you're out. Yeah, it's a short day. 
Yeah. All right. Fahim, what you got? Um, I actually went and actually got beer for this podcast, oh, finally. Shit. I feel so honored. Because <laughs> uh, each time I've been like, yeah, I got like, um, let's see what I have in my garage. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this time, uh, actually, one of the, my favorite uh, beer, like locally is from Sea Change. It's called The Wolf. But I'm yeah. drinking their blonde ale. Um, and Sea Change is sort of like a local brewery. Um, you know, just a little out of Edmonton. I think it's in Beaumont. Um, uh, but okay. but it, it says uh, crushed beers, not dreams. <laughs> nice. but, yeah, it's um, just a blonde ale, unfiltered, unpasteurized, small batch. It's pretty good. Perfect. You want to go, Jordan, or you want me to go? I'll go. Uh, I had to go to Dumpster Diving in my fridge for this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing the Mill Street IPA, West Coast style IPA. Oh, it nice. is 6.6%. And I'm going to open it using my Player of the Month puck <laughs> bottle <laughs> <Yes>. opener. <laughs> Was it, did you get that today? No, I got it last year, I think, or two years ago. One of many. Wow. One of many, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I actually got a really good beer. Um, I I didn't buy this. My wife bought this for me. She's awesome. She's really good with this stuff. Uh, so in Penticton, there's this thing called the Feast of Ale. And I'm guessing they do a special beer with all of the local Penticton breweries. And this year, it is the Do Good Golden Sour with honey mm-hmm. and citrus. Oh, yeah. It was a uh, brewed in collaboration with all of Penticton's craft breweries to celebrate Penticton Brew Week, aka Feast of Ale, and the community that we live in. And partial proceeds supports Okanakane Friendship Center. Um, yeah, I I had it on my uh, what's it called Instagram, and my wife sent me the post about this beer. I forgot, but I just remembered all Penticton breweries collaborated to have this beer. So I'll let you know how it is. Yeah. So Cam, next time you're in the area, just drive past Kelowna, go straight down south, don't look back. You'll have lots of beer here and lots of wine. And then like, there's lots of senior citizens too. So you can probably jack one of their wheelchairs and you don't actually have to walk. <laughs> you just, uh, just move your ass around. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I struggle and make that walk to get that beer. No, good. Good, yeah. good. Cheers. Cheers. Mm, interesting. Crazy smooth. Did you tell right. uh, your listeners that Cam's a fake doctor yet? He's not a fake doctor. <laughs> he's, he's more real than the other people that I know. He actually has a PhD. Player hate? No. Um, yeah, so Cam... Cam is our second PhD on this show. The first one was our friend Sean Morrison. He's a, he has a PhD in what's he do? Some biology. Biology. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, he, he like fucks with the elks and stuff. Yeah. Cam, what, what's your degree in? It's in biology too, but more specifically, I got it in neuroscience. So is your okay, so you you have it, I remember this because we were at your graduation. We didn't actually stick around for um we didn't ask about your thesis. I just remember we were oh, we're all supposed to come to your presentation. Anyway, what's what was your uh, what was your thesis on? 
Yeah, man, it's 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 boring. Okay, but nobody can understand it. <laughs> well, basically, in a nutshell, I was looking at different antipsychotic drugs like antidepressants, yeah, and their role on inflammation in the nervous system. So no. how it affected the inflammatory response to certain things, and basically, basically, what I found in my research is that antidepressants actually kill off the inflammatory cells. So let's say. And these cells are very important in, um, let's say, let's say that stroke happens. These cells come in and help after stroke debris collecting, like all the right. dead cells. So these inflammatory cells are required. But if these antidepressants are taking out these cells, there's no help coming in after a stroke. So there's more susceptibility to death after a stroke if you're taking antidepressants. Gotcha. Interesting. So that's, that's basically pretty, what, pretty good. So, and then now you work for a pharmaceutical company, right? You technically yeah. work for big pharma. I'm a fellow, yeah. Or medium pharma, which one? <laughs> that's pretty big pharma. Yeah, that's big pharma. <laughs> you have to tell you don't 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 uh, tell us who your employer is. We don't want to get you in trouble. That's cool, man. No, I can I'm tell you. I I can tell you who my employer. I just can't talk about the specifics of my work. Okay. But I I work for AbbVie. See, I don't know what that is. Yeah. So I don't know if you heard of. Uh, uh, Botox. Oh, yeah. oh, you guys make that? So they acquired the company that makes Botox. Oh, okay. You guys are big silent that's, pharma. That's how big they are. They're acquiring okay. Botox. <laughs> yeah. No wonder you look better. <laughs> Just for you, for you. <laughs> oh, you guys are, you know, as far as brown guys aging, you guys are aging quite well. I was watching this, uh, or just in general, you guys are aging quite well. I was watching this, this show yesterday, Big Squad. You ever watch that shit? What's it uh, called? Bake Squad. No, 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 not Bake Squad. It was it's one of those baking shows on uh, Netflix, <laughs> but it's like they're, they combine baking and engineering together, and they really want to like play up the engineering. There's this one Filipino dude. Dude, time was not friendly to him. He was like aged. It was very sad, actually, which was kind of strange. Anyway, but the reason I thought of that because you guys are both aging quite well. Anyway, I'm gonna shut up. About, about to shut up. That's crazy. Uh, okay, that's that's everyone's beer. <laughs> let's let's move on. Let's move on. God damn. All right, so we got our second segment about last week. Jordan, did you tell we, us about what happened last week? Uh, just to update for those wondering what the Steelers game. Steelers kicked the game-winning field goal in overtime. Uh, I believe twenty-three twenty. The game is over. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That was a really sloppy game. Mm -hmm. It looked brutal. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, first topic. Our favorite team in the world, the Edmonton Oilers, are now 2-0. Yeah, Probably won't lose a game this whole year. <laughs> nope. Uh, uh, two pretty decent wins. Uh, they beat Vancouver and Calgary. It'll be nice to see them play some other teams. I think they play Anaheim on Tuesday. But after two games, Mike Smith is 2-0. He's looked pretty good. And Connor's doing Connor things. Five points in two games. Leon, four points. Big Jess with a couple goals. Yeah. What are you guys seeing? Have you guys watched the games? Yeah. I saw last both games. Part. I don't think they did to win last game. Uh, I think they got badly outplayed. But Smith, you know, he got over 40 shots in that game. And I feel lots yeah, of shots later really were outside, though. Yeah. But I think this is what happens when you have like elite talent versus yeah. 
not not elite talent. You get a couple of chances. You can pot two or three with McDavid yeah. and Drysaddle, and yeah, and Hyman's looked really good. Um, yeah. This is I've heard. It feels like what we need on another. It felt like we were lacking a lot of speed or somebody that could just you know move well, but um, our D looks a lot better this year. Um, like significantly better. So I actually like exactly what you're saying. They kept the shots mostly outside. Yeah. Our D looks good. You're saying? Yeah. Well, Nurse has definitely looks good. I'm surprised because I was anti Keith, and I would say he's looked um, pretty good as well. And Bouchard looks like he's coming in. And well, CC's so look pretty good too. CC's <laughs> looked good too. Like from the first two games, our D, like I would say, like a large change from last year to this year is defense. Mm-hmm. I still down. don't like, yeah. And depth. Yeah. Depth up front. What about you, Cam? Have you uh, managed to watch uh, the games so far? Yeah, actually, I got ESPN Plus here. So I can oh. stream every game. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm going to watch it with my son. Like I'm going to make him an Edmonton Oilers fan. But a Detroit Red Wing fan first. Let's get that straight. Okay, uh, sure. but, <laughs> but yeah, so I watched the games. Uh, I think the first game uh, against the Canucks, I think Canucks are just a shit team. And I think... Uh, um, I think so too. They got they got two lucky goals right in the third period. I think my, that was Mike Smith should have handled uh, at least the last one. Uh, but with Calgary, I totally agree with Fahim. I don't think we deserve to win that game. I think they came out slow because it was the first game. and then But then the second and third... Calgary dominated, I, I feel. And, but I think, uh, you know, it's just growing pains, I think. So I think they're going to get better. Um, Mike Smith is standing on his head. So I think this is the best he's going to play, hopefully. There's <laughs> 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 only, you know, you know, downward spiral from here. So we have to, like, make up for that, I believe. So, um, yeah. so I think it's, it's a good start, but we really need to improve. And, I've, and I also think they're using Hyman in the wrong way. So? I think I think Hyman is like a good forechecker. He goes and turns over pucks in the offensive zone. I think he needs to be with McDavid to turn over that puck and get it to McDavid uh, to give him more chances. Right. So that's this is my opinion, but that's what I think. Okay. Yeah, I think long term they need to separate Drysaddle and McDavid. I think we'll see that more on the road. They're saying because um, they'll have last or they won't have last line change. So. Hopefully they can spread them out. But the good news is coming up, they have the Ducks, the Coyotes, and then a beat up Vegas team who's lost. Uh, they lost Stone and Pacioretty for a little bit. So yeah. So how is it? Uh, so if you didn't have ESPN Plus in the states, is it quite easy to find hockey or no? Yeah. Well, yeah. So it, they just signed a deal on it with TNT. So like every okay. Wednesday, it comes on there. So last year it was on NBC. Okay. Then on the NHL network, their own their own broadcasting service. Yeah. But now they signed a you know deal with ESPN, so everything's on ESPN. Cam, have you Is watched it? that TNT panel with Gretzky? Not yet. Uh, Not yet. I hear. I want to watch it. It sounds like it should be good. But. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Are you so? is it so i'm guessing like the part of the states you're in right now so northern california definitely hockey is what the third most popular sport fourth fifth like at word uh, i would say fifth? i would say football basketball baseball then hockey really number four yeah ahead of uh mixed martial arts <laughs> i think so or or really? soccer 
Don't say they have a good soccer team. <laughs> yeah, the, I forgot what they're called. Earthquakes? I'm not, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So you're in San Jose, right? No, man. I'm not. Uh, I was in San Jose last year. But when we yeah. moved, uh, we just moved recently. And congratulations, Colm, on your move. Um, oh, it'll be next week, yes. But thank <laughs> yeah, but, <congr> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, we moved to a uh, city called Tracy. So it's Tracy. about... Yeah, it's like if someone from Cal you told someone from California, oh, we moved to Pinoca. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it's, but Tracy is much bigger because it's in California. But um, but yeah, Tracy is about an hour drive from San Francisco, an hour drive from San Jose. It's an hour from San Francisco. Yeah. Oh wow! Drive. Wow, that's not bad. It, oh, it's a city. It's the second most populated city in the San Joaquin County, California. The population was 83,000 at the 2010 census. Okay, what's the closest city to you guys, the closest major city? Is it San, San Francisco or San Jose? So both San Jose and San Francisco are equally distant. Just one way yeah. you get to San Jose, one way you get to San Francisco. And it's it's actually a city? It's not just like a suburb? It's no, like, no, it's wow. a city. It's its own city. So it's like different here. So here it's like, uh, it's like a bunch of cities that are next to each other. Right. Like, like, let's say if you go from like San GTA, Francisco, yeah. yes, like San Francisco to San Jose, yeah. imagine that being Edmonton to Red Deer, but everything in between is just filled up with little cities. Wow. And like, there's no space between that uh, amount of land. That's crazy. This, they, don't, they have no interest in just amalgamating into one gigantic city. I have no, I have no idea why they don't. Uh, there must be a reason for it. Oh, that's crazy. So there's not like long stretches of empty space. It's just like you're going from one city to an wow. Okay. Yeah, there's that's gotta suck for traffic because you you're basically hitting every light, right? <laughs> no, actually it's a, there's a highway, right? So Okay. Yeah, there's a highway connecting all the cities. Okay. Um, uh, but there's also but it's not in the end. middle of it, right? It doesn't cut through a city, it's it's all on its own. Like the highway? Yeah, so it's not like you're driving. So here in in, screw. Why am I talking like I'm from BC? I'm not. So remember back in the day when you would drive through Calgary to go uh -huh. south? Yeah, and just stay on Deerfoot Trail. Is it like that, or is no, it like, no? You guys have yeah, like a road it, up. It, No, it's like Deerfoot Trail, but no lights. Right? It just cuts okay. through the city. Every city gets freeway. It's a freeway. Yeah, it's like a four four lane freeway going through wow. each city. Okay, crazy. Yeah, in, in um, BC here, Highway 97, it goes through Kelowna and you hit every fucking light. It, oh, yeah, is that's it single lane? No, no, no. It's, uh, it's like double gravel lane on both sides. Yeah, it's gravel road. Yeah, you'd expect that. I expected that. No. no I remember that road going to your wedding. Ooh, it yeah. was uh, <laughs> very slow. Yeah, man. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think the others are going to be okay. I honestly have not watched. I've watched more Penticton V hockey games <laughs> than I have uh, the Edmonton Oilers. But, yeah, I mean, I'm happy that they win. I kind of just follow the scores until – and then just get ready to watch games when when it gets closer to the playoffs. But, yeah, I hope they nah, – they, they, they will make the playoffs, but I hope they go far this year. Can keep, better be worth it. Yeah, that experience. Right. Okay, next up, uh, this is Brian. Want to bring this up? That uh, 
Kyrie Irving is still not vaccinated, says decision to remain unvaccinated is about being true to what feels good for me. Uh, I'm with Carl Anthony Towns on this. (laughs) What did he say? He just called bullshit. (laughs) Well, Kyrie's a big, doesn't he believe he's a big flat earther, isn't he? He's saying he's joking about that now. (laughs) Kyrie's out there. He like I don't know. He's sort of his own person. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, Kyrie, you know, he's really unique. He feels he's an artist." It's just like, come on, man. Hey, this is why you moved back to Canada, Cam. Your kids in public school will think the Earth is flat. <laughs> hey, he's not from California, okay? <laughs> from New York. <laughs> to, be, to be honest with you, Fain, like California, I think is more liberal than Alberta. Well, yeah, I know. Like, I, I think it's like Austin, Texas. Yeah, so it's just uh, <laughs> so I think I'd rather stay here. <laughs> no, real are the schools okay? So sorry, so just because you brought it up, is like private school is a golf between yeah private school and public school that big? Is it like you're getting a significantly better education if you put them in private school? Cam no, so, is shaking his head. Fahim is nodding. No, so so there's pockets. Uh, in the states where you know you can get a good public education, it all depends on where you live. Is Tracy, California, one of those places? I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it. Yet. Tracy, California public school. Here. But there's a there's a school being built like a two minute walk from us. Oh, nice. So so That's it's a awesome. new school, and there's quite a bit of like well educated people around here that we met. So they right. they have kids. So who knows if that leads to you know good school <laughs> good school system or not? But um, but private schools, they're hella expensive here. Yeah, like so, 20 grand a year. So people, yeah, oh, I don't, maybe more than that. What but, the f- So, uh, yes, yeah, so some cases it might get to 30 grand. 30 grand after taxes? That's crazy. <laughs> that's insane. Why would you do that? Yeah, they so pay, get, you get paid more there. It's yeah, you do get paid more. Through capitalism. There. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so there's areas you know, where like Facebook is located, which is like Foster City. Or San Mateo, and then like Palo Alto. I don't know if you ever heard of Palo Alto. Yeah, it's where Jeremy Lin's from. Yeah, so their, their school <laughs> systems are not the best. So they send their kids to private school, but but they can afford it, right? Uh, the I don't think Jeremy Lin went to private school. <laughs> I think the, I think the divide in the states is huge between the educated that can pay for private school at times and the individuals who end up in public school and rough public school so it continues no, it's I agree. nice to have it's nice to have like a strong school yeah <laughs> uh, it it's funny you just type in tracy the schools and one person says it's horrendous one <laughs> some people say it's great so who knows <laughs> again i think it all depends on what what school you're in district you're in yeah. in that city right gotcha so kyrie irving and he uh he's in probably a rough part of the city and public school and in New York. So that's like three strikes already against him. He's really good at basketball. So that's got to be worth something. Yeah. I don't know. I think, do you think he's going to get vaccinated eventually? No. You don't? What about like, what goes into the playoffs? Doesn't seem like, like he cares. <laughs> like, I think he made a lot of money. Really? He's won a championship no. before. What's the matter? Yeah. And I think he made enough money off uncle Drew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> solid movie yeah I don't know he's, 
I, I don't know. I think it will go back. It's just you start missing checks. Everyone just sees the big picture, but like when these guys start buying dumb stuff or financing dumb stuff, like you're, I, I honestly just feel like people, it, it starts to catch up with yeah. you and they'll you be, start. They'll always be the people that switch. Like Cam Newton recently got his first vaccination. Oh. I swear he'd never get it. Yeah, but he also probably swore he never got that and didn't see himself still being a free agent. Yeah. Oh, Lamar, did he get it? No, but he's Lamar Jack. Like, did you watch the game today? It was not a big fantasy game, but he's no. like, he, like, he is lights off this year. Like, his passing is on point. And Until he misses the playoffs because he has COVID again not, the third not, time. Not going to miss play. He possibly could get COVID again. That is true. But yeah, today was a bad Lamar Jackson day fantasy-wise, but like really good Lamar Jackson day football-wise. He's become a little yeah. bit better of a thrower, which is... He's always been good. He's always been a good thrower. I Dude, think he's growing. It, you're all Come biased on, because all rookie, yeah. quarterbacks, on. all rookie quarterbacks are bad throwers. Yeah, like just, Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah. All bad throwers, and eventually they they have... Something goes off. You know, they, something, they connect a few dots. He was super accurate when he was in college, man. He was a very good quarterback. And yeah, I, I think- digress. I think the legs help though, like because they open up. Definitely, definitely. Legs. So definitely helps. Don't know yeah. how comparing him to like Aaron Rodgers or something is not the same comparison. No, he's way better, way better than Aaron Rodgers. He owns the city of Chicago still, as he yeah. said when he scored today. <laughs> okay, uh, we have one more, and it's a question. I don't know if you guys still follow wrestling, but do you guys think AEW? is an actual competitor for WWE. <laughs> now they have CM Punk. They have Daniel Danielson, formerly Daniel Bryan. I think I got that right. Rumors are they're going to get Braun Strowman's going there, Bray Wyatt's going there. They got Adam Cole, who is one of the better wrestlers these days. What do you guys think, if you guys still watch? Is that that all-world wrestling? Yeah, it's owned by Tony. Uh, oh, I think really? he's the son, right? I'm he's the son of the Khan. Jaguars owner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember this now. Yeah, and it's a pretty really good product if you watch it. Yeah, so so I watched the CM Punk's debut, and I watched uh, I didn't watch it live, but I watched the All Out pay per view when yeah. Brian Danielson and Adam Cole that did Adam the double Cole. the double return. I'm telling you, it reminds me of Attitude Era. It yeah. looks good. It reminds me of that, and it sort of brought back some nostalgia. Yeah. Um, and I've been watching. I've been watching Rampage. They have another show, Rampage. Yeah, but I watched Wednesday Dynamite. I've watched it like for a month now, and it's pretty, in- pretty entertaining actually. But, they have a lot of good wrestlers. But I don't, I don't, I, I don't can't compare it to Raw or SmackDown because I don't watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's a it's a good product. But as a competition, you can't compete. They got too many resources right now, like yeah. WWE. Uh, but in the future, I don't know. They're, I think they're building towards that. Yeah, they're building that direction. Yeah, I stopped watching wrestling because just uh, just no time really. But also, just yeah, I don't know who anybody is. I I think the AEW is going to be. I Ryan, do you know who gonna, Junior Dos Santos is? Yeah, he was on AEW. He was on AEW. <laughs> <laughs> that should that, that should bring you in, Brian. It should bring you in. Oh, I I, I like MMA fighters. Like okay, so you stay in your lane, right? If you're a like a professional wrestler who's like mainly doing professional wrestling, you have no chance in the MMA ring. 
like yeah, Brock like Lesnar. Lesnar. <laughs> he's he's an exception. He's oh, an Jack exception. Hager. He's like two and zero, isn't he? Creative matchmaking. Okay, but the other thing, the opposite is also true. If you're just like a good MMA fighter and you try to do wrestling, like first off, you need more steroids. Junior DeSantos, he did he look just like a regular dude on that? He looked a bit jacked. Let's say yeah, he was pretty jacked. Yeah. But his things were not. It was no, just he was, he was basically doing MMA in a wrestling yeah. ring. Yeah, it's just like come on, man. Kane Velasquez looked pretty decent when he came in. Yeah, but does he? Does he look like Cain Velasquez or did he look? He still like, looks like Cain Velasquez. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just looks like, like a regular guy. But, Remember, what was his name? But the, the WWE guy? is using a bunch of MMA girls, aren't they? Like, Yeah, they had Shayna Baszler and, and um, uh, yeah. well, Ronda at one point. I just think like if you're just a, when you're like an, a big MMA guy, you're just a regular sized, like, like cruiserweight WWE guy, if you think about it. Remember that guy with the one leg? What was his name again? Zach. Oh, uh, Zach Gallon? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was like, you're just like, oh man, that guy looks really small. But when you look at his, his stats, I think he was like over 200 pounds. Like he's, oh, he was not a small guy. They got to make those, some of those stats up though. Uh, no way that guy's 200 pounds. No way. Hey, he's I'm missing just, a leg. That's at least 50. <laughs> yeah. Fair? Okay, that's fair. That, you know what? That's fair. I just think like, just... They weighed him with his metal leg. <laughs> I think if you're pro wrestlers and then you can go out there like you're real fighters. And if you're like a real fighter trying to be a pro wrestler and you don't do any steroids, you're fucked. But yeah, no, I think, I think AEW has got a good thing going on. I think they, they, they will compete with that. I think they are competing with WWE. Like they're on rating, ratings wise. I think they're, yeah. Well, they don't, they don't have a Monday show, but I think they compete with, well, they were competing with NXT. Like, and I think they're okay. beating them. So we'll see. That's a low bar to beat. But it's like you're on TSN, your major wrestling promotion. You're on a major like sports promotion or sports network. Um, it's got some, like, it's fairly mainstream. I don't know, man. People are paying attention to AEW. I think it's going to, I think it'll take off. I think it'll take off. And the guy that's good, I'm sure. I think right. um, I, I just see it on my Instagram once in a while, to oh. be honest with you. But Man, some of the stuff's pretty funny. They have yeah, Jericho, I know. That guy's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy there, the other guy that owns it, um, what's his name? Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, yeah. He's he's a really good wrestler, right? Oh, Cody Rhodes. Pretty good. And he's got charisma. Like, he's got, like, a lot of uh, charisma. I don't know about that neck tattoo he got, but... <laughs> uh, fair, fair enough. But, yeah, I feel like they're pushing guys that actually have talent versus just trying to... Yeah, but but AEW like Cody Rhodes is like the old guy. Like no. I feel like, huh? He, he's yeah. the old guy. Yeah, he's like considered the old guy. So uh, I think fans are starting to love him now because they don't want to see him <laughs> being pushed. <laughs> so I think uh, yeah. So yeah, I think they're more about young talent and bringing up younger talent, and uh, you know, using these guys bringing them from WWF or WWE to build up their own stars yeah that's the that's, they're doing it the that could be, yeah. that's the wwf like, formula during the year didn't they era. bring in goldberg and all these old guys yeah yes WWF. that's their problem wwf they're focused on all these old old nostalgia acts that they're not spending time building up actual stars and they're going to be screwed in like five ten years when they have no talent to compete yeah. they have no one new coming along yeah yeah 
So like yeah, Matt so knows because what it's doing, he's gonna start the XFL again though. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Vincent Mack would be dead by then. He, <laughs> he sold it to care. the Ro- he sold it to the Rock. Okay, so the XFL to the Rock. I forgot about that. He's I don't know. I I honestly think yeah. Just this is this is just history repeating itself. Uh, and but instead of um, WWE being WWE, it's like they're ACW right now. So yeah, yeah. Isn't Jorge Masvidal or something in? Supposed to be an AW. Well, he's yeah, he kind of that whole was it ATT or their whole like Paige Van Zandt's there, Austin Vanderford, American oh. Top Team, American yeah. Top Team. That's what they yeah. call. They them. have a stable. Yeah, Dan Lambert. Well, I think Dan Lambert is like the owner of ATT. He yeah, yeah. has something to do with the storyline, and then they brought in a bunch of like his wow. his guys. Yeah, see, it's like you believe that they'll, they'll mess guys up because they but, don't want to mess guys but up. But part of those, like there, they actually have actual two, like a tag team that's with them. So they're like helping out this tag team. I didn't follow it enough. I just kind of got the gist of it. Anyway. Do you watch Do you watch AEW, Jordan? I've watched the odd show here and there. And like, it's pretty fun to watch. Like the matches are more exciting than your average WWE match. But I don't know any of the guys. So it's kind of sometimes it's hard to keep watching it because so i used to watch wwe fairly regularly right no not no not anymore oh. basically everything i get is just from like news articles and youtube clips <laughs> uh, <laughs> enough to keep, enough to kind of like know what's going on but don't really know what's going on <laughs> gotcha all right well thank you jordan that was a uh, entertaining about last week okay so th- <laughs> our next segment is our top three so, based on a vote in a group chat, actually it wasn't a vote. Uh, you just kind of took it over. Cam took it over, and I just said, okay, fuck it. Let's do it. So, Fahim, why don't you introduce our top three this week? Like, what it is? Yeah, what it is. Um, it's our top three players that we picked from the 90s to 2010. Oh, 2010 or two, yeah. yeah, 2010. Top three. Yeah. yeah, it was really hard to choose. You have a lot of guys to pick from. So, yeah. So I just narrowed mine down from the 90s because yeah, I did if, I, if, I, if I do 10, 2000s, then it just gets crazy. You guys did all, 90s? Okay. Yeah. So I, just did I just 90s. did 90s. I did 90s as well. Did you guys read the chat? What was in there? I did. It was just a lot. <laughs> I, actually, I thought we we're doing like the, we're building like an all-star team. <laughs> that no, 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 no. That's what I thought. Uh, that's what my thing was originally that we should just pick uh, five guys in the line and have one uh, enforcer or whatever it is. But yeah, <laughs> now we have three from '90s to 2010 is what Kong put in there. So that's oh, yeah, no, no, that's right. But I just for myself to keep my head straight, I just stuck with the '90s. Yeah, that's what I did. I too, too stuck with the '90s. I kept with a theme. So none of you followed instructions. Congratulations. <laughs> Top three, and then you get one honorable mention. All right. Okay. Who wants to go first? Let's do Fahim. Because you're right, Fahim. You can do okay. 2000s. You could do the 90s. So I think for me, the first, well, I'll, I'll go through my first one first. I mm-hmm. went with uh, Yarmar Yager first. Number three? Uh, well, oh, this is, we're actually ranking them too? Uh, reverse we normally order. go three, two, okay. one. Yeah, but yeah. you can say in any order. It's not uh, I will go with. Well, you already said Yager, so. No, well, oh yeah, okay. So <laughs> that was going to be my number one. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so just swap your number one and three. Yeah. yeah. 
no so my, my number one was um, Yager because I felt like he dominated for a long time and long uh, longevity. I think um, through that period, 90 to 2000, I don't think anybody else had a, as large of an impact. I know he had Lemieux early on. He won cups, hard trophies, tons of scoring titles. And yeah. it was the clutch and grab era. So yeah. um, to put up the points he did then, um, I thought was huge. Um, obviously, he eventually, where, where did he end up? KHL or whatever, eventually. But mm-hmm. that was a little bit later on. He wants to play till he's 50. Yeah, I think I could probably still play. Yeah, no, I think that's a great choice. Yager is, I just remember he was one of those players that actually kind of, that actually mattered. Like if you got him on your team, it was just like, okay, you're, you're doing something. Remember, I still remember when he got traded to the Capitals. It was oh. such a big deal from the, yeah, from the Penguins to the Capitals, right? I thought you were going to say Calgary. <laughs> no, no, I, I wanted the Oilers to get him that year. My, my, my memory though, my dad worked at an optometrist clinic and like, there was a doctor there that gave us tickets and it was row five and it was like Lemieux, Yager era, um, being able to go watch that as a kid and like being into the Penguins and like being able to see them that close and how they play. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I still remember that. It, it's like, and that guy, they're like, I think the game's a little bit different because those are big guys too back then too. Yeah. Yeah, rules are definitely different. I think Yarger would tear it up this, right now. He'd tear it up. Okay, Cam, number three. Who's your third favorite player of the 90s? So I'm going to base this off uh, some street hockey. So whenever I played goal and I made the save, I always used to yell, Martin Broder! <laughs> <laughs> so my third favorite is Martin. Martin Broder. That was so, like... I don't know. He was he was really good, and I remembered. I remembered it was in his rookie year. He was like he won the he won the uh, what was that the rookie rookie of the year? What's the name of that trophy though? Calder, Calder. Yeah. Calder. He won yeah. the Calder Calder's. trophy. And didn't Jason Arnett finish number two or three? I don't remember. Oh, well, I remember I had the McDonald hockey cards and that Brodeur <laughs> and Arnett, and they said something like, "I have." But Brodeur, like, all-time great, you know, clearly. Stanley Cup champion, uh, but, and I think multiple-time uh, Norris Trophy winner. Not Norris Trophy. Oh, fuck. What's the... Uh, Desna. 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 <laughs> but just the, his entire personal life was kind of fucked up, right? It's his personal life. What, what are you going to do? But he, and like, he married, together on the ice, man. It's like he married his... He cheated uh, on his wife with his wife's twin, I think. Yeah, so his wife's sister. It was just like something... He was just so confused. He got confused. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like... They're both smoke shows. I don't, think it would, I don't know what it matters. <laughs> did you, no, no, did no. you look that up? I just always found that was that was just like, come on, man. Like, just like really? Just yeah, so... Right. It's just like, okay, if you're going to marry somebody... Or sorry, if you're going to have an affair, like... like the, like you wouldn't you be with somebody that you would not ever ever see again like he has to see his ex-wife every time they have family gathering he has to see it's like that's a legit question oh how's your sister doing remember my you know, like <laughs> it's just like come on man i just listen i don't know i was supposed to look into this pick and no, this no, much no, detail. I, <laughs> you have to look it into it i was just, that's just i was just like yeah martin Rudier had a very messy personal life 
I think oh, I think yeah. with fame comes issues. You, know, you guys are talking enough. about Stone Cold Steve Austin, even like his podcast. I I won't listen to it or anything because of his, you know, history or whatever. It is what fair it enough. is. Uh, all in you know, if you're famous, things yeah, come true. out. Yeah, yeah, like you. Who, yeah, who picked Stone Cold in the draft? I pick Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah, he beats his wife. <laughs> he beat one of his wives. Right? Deborah. We don't even know about the Deborah. Deborah. Huh? Yeah, I think he hit Deborah. Yeah, she probably yeah. deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jeff okay. Jarrett hit her too. <laughs> oh. Okay, back allegedly. Back. Oh Number no, I don't. I'm gonna get fired. Scratch that from the scratch that from the record. I I don't want to do that, but okay. okay. Number three for me was uh. So just of like messy- dead space. In the podcast, just thirty seconds. <laughs> speaking of hey, speaking of uh, messy personal lives and messy backstories, number three for me was Wayne Gretzky in the nineties. Oh, nice choice in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah. What, what do you mean, nice choice? Well, it's like the most obvious guy <laughs> in the nineties. Nobody liked him. What are you talking about? He got like okay. He was like the guy who expanded the game in the nineties. Yeah, but like he wasn't. When you're a kid, he's not your favorite player, right? Oh, well, he was. I mean, he was up there for lots of people. You know, he I evaluated his... this from the nineties to the two thousand tens. So, yeah. like, he didn't even play through the whole thing. So, uh, no, I he didn't make it to I, the two thousands, did he? I yeah. chose Wayne Gretzky, and I like it was later career Wayne Gretzky when he was like, oh, how much he's got in the tank? Because I when he started. Uh, when I started getting into hockey, that was the year uh, he got traded from the Kings to the uh, to the Blues, and it was just like, oh yeah, he's he's still like he's not bad. And his last like the last bit of his career in New York, it was just like, all right, this is this is kind of cool. You're still and just looking back at his stats, it was he he did quite well for somebody who was you know in his uh, the latter did part it of his unbelievable. Career. Like even in his yeah. final year, he was almost a point per player. Yeah. So number three, Wayne Gretzky, Jordan, suck it. Who you, who do you pick? We have theme. Yeah. So uh, my theme is I only pick defensemen. Oh. So I did, and I didn't pick uh, who was the best of that era, like most points. I just picked my favorite of that era. Uh, so at number three, um, I'm going to go with Rob Blake. <laughs> He was like a mid nineties. He was just that one of those guys. He always yeah. get his card at McDonald's. Yeah. So do you do you, do you play defense when you play hockey? Is that I do. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Fine. Okay. yeah, I've always liked defense. There's like lots of forwards, of course, I like, but just to late, there's just so many choices of guys that I like back then. So um, I decided to keep it to defenseman. And yeah, I'm gonna the number number three. I'm gonna go with Rob Blake. We would call you, you know what, Jordan. We would call you the Filipino Mark Andre Bergeron. <laughs> That's a good comparison. Oh. <laughs> he had a clapper. <laughs> he actually, when he first came in, he was a pretty big hitter too. Yeah. Well, he had, he, he's submarine. Some a, guy, I remember that too. But yeah, he was thick. Oh yeah. But he had a he had a fantastic junior career. Like he was like unbelievable. Apparently, it was just he was so short. He no one probably would ever amount to anything, but he did. But he did. Nice. All right, snake draft. What's number two for you? Okay, uh, number two, mainly because of shot. Uh, I'm going to go with Al McInnes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
he's a mainstay. And he played for years. I think he yeah. played a super long time. Yeah. But yeah. Was it I him or Ally of Freddy that like as Ally of Freddy who had the ruptured. big bomb? Yeah, but he ruptured his uh, goalie's testicles Oof. when they hit him in the can. And he, when he was the, oh, no, it was Al McKinnis when he was in St. Louis. He was okay. the backup oh, yeah. goalie. <laughs> That'd be vicious. So do you, yeah. think he had a better, do you think he had a better career with the Flames or the Blues? Well, he got, I think he got more notoriety with the Flames, didn't he? With the Blues, he's kind of overshadowed by Pronger. Yeah. Pronger was always captain. Al McKinnis always fucking... He was ahead of both teams. He had the bomb on the the power play. Yeah, I'd say he had more notoriety. With the, I think he had a better career with the Flames. He's younger. When he got to St. Louis, he's a bit older. Yeah, yeah. And he had. A, he was still good though. Still played the wood stick. Yeah, I still have that wood <laughs> stick. And he seemed like such a nice guy too. Yeah, I think he's from Nova Scotia or something. Yeah, good old Canadian guy. Nice. Um, all right, so my second favorite player of the 90s, and this is strictly because I had his rookie card. I think everybody had his rookie card. Peter Forsberg. Oh, that was mine, man. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. It's all good. You probably actually watched him play more. I just, I really like the Avalanche, his uh, jerseys and stuff. And I love yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, you were going to say? What? Yeah. That, that the- tuxedo suit collection when he was in it. That was a really cool, cool card. <laughs> was that up his deck? No, it was like its own thing. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say he played in the wrong era. Um, think so? I think. I think the way he like he was a mo- he was a monster. He protected the yeah. puck. He used his body. But the problem with that is that he got cross checked way too many times. Right. That led to back problems. And I think if he was playing in today's game, he would just dominate. Yeah, agreed. But my story of Peter Forsberg was being drunk and seeing him in Vegas and with what? my wife. And then I was like, we're walking home and we're like, hey, it's Peter Forsberg. Hey, how's it going? And he was like, I'm not Peter Forsberg. I'm like, you're Peter Forsberg. And he smiled back and he said, while I was walking by, he's like, I am Peter Forsberg. <laughs> 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 but he was with his wife, but he seemed hammered and I was definitely hammered. <laughs> my wife was like who was that i'm like it's peter forsberg she's like who was that who was that <laughs> god damn yeah he's a. I don't know i liked him he was he wasn't a huge guy like six foot and he got traded it's just a lindros trade right that was like one of those yeah. trades where yeah. it kind of worked out for everybody um except for eric lindros maybe but well, it worked out for lindros too he was pretty dominant yeah yeah it wasn't Actually, for Legion of Doom was really dominant. Legion of Doom line was Legion of Doom. <laughs> All right. Uh, so sorry, I, I stole your pick. You want me to change my change my pick? No, that's okay, man. It's okay. Uh, I'll just share my number one pick right now while I think of my number two pick. Um, <laughs> oh, I know who your number one pick is. So I also know who. Your who who do you think that is? Zetterberg. No, yeah. so Zetterberg was in the two thousands. Was he? Oh, gonna, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to go 90. So he's from the Red Wings. This guy is probably the most versatile player ever. They just, Sir, oh, yeah. Sergei Fedorov. Oh, Fedorov. Sergei Fedorov. That guy can play defense, forward. You put If you need a goalie, you probably can play that too. You won an Art okay. Ross too. No, yeah. did you win Art Ross and a Hart, right? 
Yeah, he had yeah, a no, killer he, year. He was, he was always one guy you, know, you felt like he could have been so much better too, but he chose him for the best of the like. Yeah, he was a team player. Yeah, he didn't, and it, because you, but it, because he was Russian, you're like, oh yeah, he's selfish. And that one time he signed an offer sheet with Columbus, or was it the Ducks? No, it was Columbus. Yeah. He signed it, and then he ended up signing with the Ducks and going there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But everyone, yeah, Ali Bowman like, had it unlocked though. He he had them bought in to their sort of system. Yeah, but he's <laughs> yeah, fantastic player. I remember. Uh, and then he was the first guy with the Nike skates, the white ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he's he's the guy responsible for me loving the Red Wings, basically Sergei Fedorov and Lidstrom. I'd say Lidstrom too, but he's not in my top three at the no. time. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, but those two players really, uh, and Igor Larionov. Igor Larionov. <laughs> All those players, man, just, just bringing back so many memories. Yeah. No, Fedorov had a bit, he had a long ass career, man. Let's see, it was a. Uh, I'm pulling up his Wikipedia. Yeah, I was wondering how Kong knows all this stuff. He just looks at it on the internet during the all, all the time, man. 1991, <laughs> 1991 until 2009. That's almost a 20 year career, right? Where did he end up again? Where was the last team? Like Washington Capitals. or something? Yeah, Washington, yeah. Yeah. Capitals. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was freaking awesome. Yeah, I, I just, I still remember the offer sheet. It was just like, oh, he's a fucking traitor. But he's, <laughs> So such an unselfish player, and then the Russian five. Yeah, yeah it's great. I agree, man. Konstantinov, right, little... guy, man. Yeah, this is a rough go. Rough I still go. remember when they won the cup, and then they brought him out, and they posed with him with the car. Yeah, that was. Oh. Yeah. Getting all my talking points. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Fahim, your turn, number two. Well, I'll add on to this. I had, um, since it's 90s to 2000s, I picked Nicholas Lidstrom. It had to do with, um, I, I really looked at dynasties and who are the strongest dynasties at this time. Man, I don't think the Red Wings record for consistent playoff playoff ex- uh, appearances will ever be broken. Um, what was it? It was like 22, 23 years? At least 23. 25. A long, long 20, time. How long was it? It was 23. Was it? Yeah, like that's 22 a long time. or 23. Yeah, yeah so you have to type. kind of actually, I think it's 25. That's what's coming up. Is it? That's crazy. Yeah, but I, I, I think, um, I, I sort of had this down with Scotty Bowman and Lidstrom, and you know, they they managed to jump from one dynasty to another dynasty, which I've never seen done, and like swap out players while they were going. Yeah, sort of like where you know all of a sudden you have this farm system coming up, and you have Datsuk and Zenenberg, and like you have Eiserman going out, but like Lidstrom was sort of like the cog that was almost throughout constant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I just looked at it and going, holy mac! And the truth is, without um, puck moving defensemen, in my opinion, um, even in those eras, your team was screwed. Like. Um, as much as we say Pittsburgh, they still had like Larry Murphy, um, like other players that just like the forwards. If the forwards don't get the puck, it's done. So, yeah. sort of one of those things where I sort of looked at it, sort of the same talking points as what we were just discussing. But yeah, he was in my number two, sorry, number two slot because I'm supposed to pick. Actually, oh. he was, sorry, he's my 
number three because I picked number one already. Gotcha. Okay. So I went one, three, and then I'm going two. Um, so, yeah, it's it'll be interesting if that record ever gets broken. But that that's more of a organizational thing. And if I had to pick somebody, you know, it would have been like Scotty Bowman instead of Lidstrom was how they did that. <laughs> well, he's not a Bowman in play. <laughs> or, no, I don't know those names. Okay, Snake Trap, number one or number three for you, Vee? Number two. Um, no, no, what's your number three pick? No, I did one. It's one actually his number three. two, but yeah. okay. he's who's your number two choice, pick? Yeah. Um, Scott Niedemar. Um, Scott. This had to do with he went to won a cup with the Devils. Yeah. Um, well, multiple, I think. And then he went and turned around and won with Anaheim, too within the same um, and I, you know, multiple cups and truly like really was really good puck moving defenseman and massively underrated. I think you take him out of the picture for both teams and they don't win the cup. I think he was underrated when he was with the devils for sure. Cause you didn't, you were thinking about Scott Stevens all the time, but when he was with the ducks, it was just like, Oh shit. Like he, they are, Fantastic, and it's because of uh, Niedermeyer. And but I guess you're right. Yeah. Prong, when Pronger got there, everyone kind of gave him him credit. So, yeah, right. I, I do think um, his numbers speak for themselves. I think. Yeah. All right. Okay, Scott Niedermeyer. Cam, your number. Uh, okay, so come on, just just pick. Don't tell us your honorable mention. But what's your? Uh, who's your favorite player? Or just name another one besides Ford. So, so basically, I think I have to go with Joe Sackick. Yeah, Joe Sackick. All right. Joe Sackick. I think I just like the way he played. Uh, he was a good two-way player, uh, very responsible, and he was a good captain. Handed that yeah. cup right over to Bork. Right <laughs> yeah. away. That, that wrist shot, like when he played the point on a power play, and to be able to rip a wrist shot and be like, instead of a slap shot and like to be like that's the main shot that you're using I found that like crazy too he always scored the most clutch goals too <laughs> yeah. like, oh, when he needed a goal it was Burby Joe remember that Olympic games remember he scored that I think the that James Hewing goal I think it was yeah. and it was Bob Cole was like Joe Sackick <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's still it's in my mind <laughs> Joe Sackick yeah he was uh, another guy that almost got off for cheated away New York Rangers. <laughs> Where are this stuff? Okay, Jordan, number uh We're number one, right? Yeah, number one, I guess. Okay, yeah, my number one, uh, he's actually just briefly mentioned, was Scott Stevens. Um, I was a huge Don Cherry, uh, what was it called? Rock'em Sock'em. And like, do you ever remember the segment, The Eyes? It just shows like Scott Stevens' eyes and he just, money of the hits now would be not allowed, but man, he dropped some guys. All Korea too. He oh, some yeah. careers. Yeah. Oh, on the topic. Growing of up, he's Scott, by far my favorite. Though. On topic of Scott Niedermeyer, sorry, I meant, meant to speak of this earlier. Uh, I saw his son play on the weekend. Oh yeah. Very quiet. Yeah, he plays with the Penticton V's. So does uh, Mike Richter's kid. And oh. um, yeah, and and Joe Newendike. Oh yeah. Yeah, anyway. all their kids. Sorry. Yeah, all their kids play on the bees. Uh, is his son as good one... as him? No, I don't think so. 
No, okay, he, he didn't on. score a goal that game. I don't think one plays like both of them play. He's got two kids. One plays uh, defense. One plays forward. Mm-hmm. Four kids. Uh, my number one was uh, Chris Bronner. <clears throat> the human rake. The human rake, man. I loved him. I loved him when he played for uh, for the Blues. I, I just remember he won the Hart Trophy that one year, and he didn't score that many goals. And then when he got in the Oilers, it was freaking awesome. And then when he left, it sucked that much more. But yeah, I loved, loved uh, Chris Pronger. So good. So good. And he was really good on like NHL. And he was also a big hitter. So you could like, score goals with him, and you could knock guys out. It was awesome. All right, honorable mention. Who wants to go first? You might as well first, and we'll, okay. we'll work our way back. Curtis Joseph was my honorable mention. I I never had a favorite Oilers player, just because like it seemed like the Oilers are always kind of like the bargain win players, and but Cujo was like the only one that I was like, oh man, I wish I had money because I would buy his jersey. Story of my life, but yeah, it was a uh, Cujo was awesome, and then I saw I remember when he got traded to the Oilers. It was fantastic. <laughs> I, I didn't know how he got traded to the Oilers, but I was like. He's a really good player, but uh, and he has a really cool mask. So yeah, remember that. Yeah, the mask was awesome. <laughs> the mask was the best. It's the best. Jordan. Uh, yeah, mine's not a defenseman. It's uh, the very first player I liked growing up was uh, Bill Ranford. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think when I came in, he was just like the starting goalie, and I was like, I had a big poster on my wall of the Ranford poster. So uh, he's my honorable mention. Was he actually good? I think in the, yeah, the early '90s he was good. Uh, he was their goalies for the last the, the last cup, wasn't he? Or was it? Yeah, Mo? yeah. No, he, no, he was, was uh, 1990, was right? Maybe they split. Yeah, in '90, where '90s where they had, didn't have Gretzky, Messi yeah, took it. Not last year. So he was actually a good goalie, not just oh he was good because he put, like we just thought he was good because he played the Oilers. Interesting. Like, I think in the I, '90s he was a, like a decent goalie, like yeah. Was, yeah. I remember like top 10 goalie in the 90s. Yeah, okay. Okay. I remember when he got traded from the Bruins to the Capitals. It was like the craziest trade. It was, uh, I think, Ranford and (laughs) probably everybody else. But I remember it was Ranford got traded. I think Jason Allison got traded to uh, Washington for Jim Carrey. For him, oh yeah, yeah Jim Carrey and uh, a bunch of other like guys off the. Uh, anyways, it was a big trade at the time. I just couldn't remember the players. Anyway, yeah, good choice, Jordan. Cam, honorable mention. So I don't like his team, uh, but I think he just always brought so much excitement to the game. Pavel Burry. Oh yeah, solid. I think Pavel Burry. Yeah, it's just the way he played, how fast he was. I think he was like the first guy I watched that had speed. Like crazy speed, man. Yeah, it's just I love the way he played. He was awesome in NHL too. So fast, <laughs> so fast. And he was—I don't know—like he basically took the Panthers into the playoffs, right? Yeah, the he Panthers? was like their, their only good player. <laughs> yeah, he was—he was their only good player. We got traded to the Panthers. You remember that? Yeah, Jovanovski was the there yeah. at that time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, was he that got Jovanovski the year. No. He, oh. he got traded. Uh, oh, you're talking about the for, other. You're talking about yeah. later on. Yeah, yeah. Not the rats. Right. Not the rats. Yeah. yeah. No, he's Pavel Berry's. Like, yeah, fantastic. I hate the Canucks, but I love that guy. All right, Fahim. 
closes I out. I actually am changing my um, honorable mention. Honorable mention because I'm actually going to go with Mark Messier just because uh, I have a story about him. Um, what happened? You know, growing up, we um, there was like a meet and greet thing at United Cycle. My dad was working OT. You know, brought us out too late. The cameraman was like completely packed up. Mark Messier made the cameraman. Well, I was like really young. I think I was four or five, and he was sort of like my idol at that time. So yeah. I like started whining or whatever it was. He made the cameraman set up everything again to take a picture with me. Wow. And my brother. Like, um, we talk about people, you know, Lindros has a bad reputation, but when I met him, you know, he was awesome. And same with like Messier. Um, yeah. And I, I like the way he played the Messier elbows. Yeah. He played, <laughs> he, he played really tough. And um, yeah, in the 1990, sort of he, I think, you know, and when he went to the Rangers, guaranteeing the win um, and then going out and, you know, making it happen. That's not common in hockey. It's hard to no. do, but, but he like anyway, literally was a massive impact on that game. And they went to the Canucks. <laughs> yeah, I think he was done by then. <laughs> no, he was still like, half decent. It was just like he went to the Canucks and they got upset because everyone is Vancouver, BC fans in general, they're in love with mediocre players. And they're like, oh no, they stripped Trevor Linden of his captaincy. It's just like, yeah, you're the greatest captain in all of team sports that joined your team. Yeah, <laughs> suck it, Trevor Linden. But my original honorable mention was Claude Lemieux. Oh, <laughs> oh the biggest <laughs> pest. Yeah. No, but like he was clutch. Like we were talking about Stankic being clutch. I hated him because like Red Wings and Avalanche used to have like those rivalries and Claude Lemieux. Ah. Well, God, yeah, when he buried Draper. He did everything he had to do to win. He didn't yeah. care at all. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. In a league right now, I sort of look at Tom Wilson and I go, I like Tom Wilson. I'm bad. That guy's an asshole. <laughs> sort of like the same thing as Claude Lemieux. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Pepe Lefeu, Lemieux. All right. Good segment, guys. Good segment. All right. We're going to now transition to our second last segment, and it is Dad Blog. Okay. So I'm just going to go first because mine's probably the worst of, of all of us. I don't actually have a real Dad Blog. This is something I noticed with myself. (laughs) Hey? Mine's pretty bad, too. Okay. Yeah. um, So, and I feel like I'm leaving my my oldest out of these because she doesn't, I don't tell any stories about her. But it's like, when kids get older, it's, I don't know, they're just like less tolerable, I guess. Anyway, she has an attitude. That's for sure. She's very headstrong. And... Yeah, she doesn't listen to me. So all my stories about uh, Lydia is like, yeah, I said this and Lydia said, no, she's not going to do that because mom's not telling me to do that. So it's just like, okay, fuck you, kid. Um, anyway, just kidding. I didn't say that to her. I didn't say that to her. She's, she's awesome. Uh, my, my son, though, freaking awesome. Hilarious kid. And uh, he's been doing this one thing where he just like pokes you like he'll he'll poke his finger right up my nose, like in my nose, 
it's like he's he thinks it's hilarious he'll do that sometimes he'll put his finger in his own mouth take it out and then try to put it in my mouth <laughs> but the craziest shit he's been doing and i think i've, I've i don't know if i told this on on uh, on the podcast before but i'll be changing him and every single time he'll lift up my shirt and he'll poke me in the stomach or he'll like pinch me in the stomach and it kind of hurts and I, or it tickles and i laugh or like yo you stop doing that he, he laughs his ass off so that's basically it kendrick will lift up my shirt on purpose poke me now every single time does he get you on the belly button sometimes he does that yeah oh man that's the worst yeah, yeah he, used, he, was, he was poking my daughter in the belly button you need to clean that belly button. Oh, it's that lint up. It's disgusting. <laughs> that kid's like that kid's gross, man. Like, yeah, babies are disgusting, but like boy babies, the worst. <laughs> the worst, man. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Who, uh, Jordan, you go next. Um, okay. My daughter, she just turned three, and she's dealing with a little bout of constipation lately. <laughs> So she's, but because of it, she says some funny things. So, uh, well, we, we, when she poops, we call them poo nuggets. So last time she was taking a leak, well, uh, taking a poop, she's like, Oh, there goes another poo nugget <laughs> after you see her like going hard for it. And she was sitting on the bigger potty. So she said, uh, this poop is not tickling me because I'm on the, this potty's tall. <laughs> and then the last funny thing she said is she's sitting on the toilet and she farted and she's like, Oh, my bum just burped. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty that's pretty clever that's i know she's saying she's saying some funny things and me and my wife are just really laughing even though we feel bad for her because she's constipated like the doctor told us like give her a little restaurant restore relax to <laughs> you know what really helps just make her a green smoothie yeah she has lots of actually lots of smoothies it's just for some Something reason poops or she's pooping lots but just the rock hard so i guess yeah, our, our daughter struggled with the same thing she was on restore relax um for like almost two years yeah you must have trained their bowels with it too right yeah, so one, yeah once one. once once you get it and it's good then you mm-hmm. can sort of like wean off and the first time we weaned off mm-hmm. now everything's normal good. so it's like getting it out of their good system yeah like because their stomach gets uh, a doctor explained it to me. I don't know. We have a fake doctor on. Maybe he can explain it to us. I told I'm not type of doctor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Who wants to go next? Bikini Cam. I can go. It doesn't make a difference. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go. Um, so and my son's almost three also. Turns three in December. Um, little backstory, I think. So... Whenever we have to make him do something like go to the bathroom or let's go upstairs, uh, he won't go by himself. Like I have to be like, okay, I'm going to race you upstairs or I'm going to race you to the bathroom. Then he'll like race me to the bathroom or whatever. Right. I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm be- than I am. Then I'll be like, I'm, I'm beating you. I'm beating you. Right. I'm beating you upstairs. I'm beating you to the whatever. Right. So one day we're in target. Right. I don't know if you guys still have targets. No targets. No. Oh, anyways. So targets like a Walmart basically. Right. So we're in target here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're in target and he's sitting in the cart and my wife rena is pushing the cart and then i was like i was walking beside the cart and i'm like okay i'm beating you Aryan, i'm beating you and then he yells so loud he goes daddy daddy stop beating me <laughs> <laughs> then, like, like everyone stops like everyone looks at us 
And it's like, I'm like shocked. Like, <laughs> looks like I'm beating my son in the middle of Target. <laughs> that was basically my dad block. <laughs> nice. Nice, man. Yeah, you're, you're a better dad than I am. It's like, oh, I'm going to race you upstairs. It's just like, I'm not smart enough to do that. It's just like, yo, get the fuck upstairs. I'm going to carry you. Yeah. Way better than I am, man. I feel like a bad dad. Okay, Peem, go. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a soon-to-be six-year-old and uh, the two-and-a-half, well, almost three-year-old. And I was walking with the two-and-a-half-year-old, and we have a civic election coming up. So it's like, okay. um, what is it? There's um, people that are walking around door knockers, and they're trying to be, hey, how's it going? And like, and I'm like, and then, like, you know, waving and, doing their chants for their <laughs> people in the area. And I'm like, they like waved and he went to go wave back and I slapped down his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wave at those people. <laughs> and then after like, um, well, yeah, there was a reason that I d- did that, but then we'll leave that out of it. But um, it was actually funny to see his reaction. Um, cause usually it's like, Hey, you know, a car's driving by and he's waving and it'll be like, daddy, you need to wave at the car. So I'm like waving at random cars in the neighborhood, <laughs> but at least everybody knows me now. <laughs> but, um, but like, yeah, he was, he was like trying to figure out why you can't wave at those people. And I'm like, yeah, don't, don't wave at those people. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. Like the barriers that I, I think kids don't sort of understand at that age you should have just told him just like yo those people don't like poor people so that's why we're not waving at them. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you should have said <laughs> that's good yeah my son waves at everyone too now he waves at uh <clears throat> he waves at my uh mother-in-law's roommate uh before he used to be very scared of this person not anymore He'll wave at me when I go go to work. Yeah, he sounds. Uh, yeah, he does still the same thing. But I'll do the same thing. If he waves at like people that he's not supposed to wave to, I'll let him know. I'll just tell him, <laughs> Kendrick, don't wave at those people. They hate poor people. <laughs> All right, fantastic, good dad vlogs, guys. All right, let's wrap up. Last segment of the day. Last segment of the podcast. Beer review. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> um, so I had the uh, Do Good Golden Sour uh, brewed with, uh, this was brewed by all Penticton, oh, sorry, every Penticton uh, microbrewery contributed to this. But I think this was actually brewed at uh, Neighborhood Brewery, which is the new brewery in town. When you guys come and visit us, uh, I'll, I'll take you there. It's fantastic. It's it's probably my favorite place to eat in Penticton. Anyway, the Duguid's Golden Sour was good. It had notes of uh, vanilla in it, even though it didn't say it had notes of vanilla. I liked it, um, but it was not as good as the sour I had last week. So because of that, I will give this... Um, let's see... I was trying to find something like, let's see, uh, on a scale of 
Oh, uh, never mind. I was trying to be creative, trying to Hello, incorporate Tom. gout into it, trying to <laughs> incorporate bald heads into it. This is a 4.1 out of 5. Which is still good, right? Because last week, I think okay. your the sour you had was one of your favorites, wasn't it? Yeah, I gave it a 5, actually. Oof. That's a Pink Whitney. boy. Pink Whitney? Yeah. <laughs> pink Whitney with a strawberry uh, bubbly. Strawberry bubbly. Oh. Yeah. Try that. It'll change your life. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, 4.1. Good beer. Not as good as the last hour I had. Let's go next. I guess I'll... Jordan. Oh, yeah. Jordan. What about Cam? Go. Sure. So then again, the Stone, Buena Vesa, Salt and Lime Lager. Um, so it's pretty good, actually. Um, but I think this will be even better, like, on a hot day, doing a barbecue or something. Um, but I think it's better than Corona, at least. Yes. That's the competitor. It's a low bar. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it is. The, the um, best thing about Corona was Vin Diesel was like Fast and Furious. I knew you were gonna bring that. Up. Yeah, it's gonna be you like Corona. You gonna make beer in this house as long as it's a Corona. That's the only. And that was the only reason I wanted to drink Corona because like, oh, wow. Vin Diesel drinks that. Anyway, sorry, I cut, I cut you off. Go ahead. So I think uh, going with uh, the gout scale. So five being <laughs> it doesn't give me gout. One is it does give me gout. Um, as in, it's a bad beer. Uh, I would give it four, four to five. Pretty good for a lager. Good. Yeah, and then, you know what? I would give it extra points for that can. That can's fantastic. The can looks yeah. good. Style yeah. points. Yeah. I would buy that just for the can. Just letting you know that. <laughs> cool. Okay, who wants to go next? I'll go since Fahim actually bought beer for this podcast. <laughs> so, uh, I had the Mill Street IPA, the West Coast style IPA. Yeah. Uh, I think I've had it before. It's actually quite good. Uh, I'm by quite good. I mean, I'd probably have more than one and not hate it. So uh, I'll give it a 6.8 out of 10. That's what average. Do you, let, nothing, you nothing don't like IPAs? That. Lately, no, I'm not a big fan of IPAs. You've never been. I've brought IPAs. Actually, you know, I've never really been. It all depends. Like, one time I got one of those beer calendars, and they were all bitter beers. And by the end of yeah. it, I loved bitter beers. But at the beginning, I hated them. So I think it's depending what you drink a lot of, you can force yourself to like something. Anyway, Fahim, it's your buddy. So I had the blonde ale from Sea Change Brewing. Um, it's not as good as their other beer. It's called The Wolf, the other beer which was yeah. actually one of my favorite beer, beers, but um, I'd give it maybe like, no, 7.6, that range. Like it's, it's a good beer. I drink it, like, but nothing special. Fair. That's a fair review. Reminds me of like a, a, what is it, original or like a Sleeman's. Nice. Nice, very nice. Fantastic. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hopefully, this episode of the podcast will come out after our last episode of the podcast. You might actually get two podcasts this week. <laughs> Maybe. 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 Likewise. All right. Thanks I got to give you guys props, though. Your last podcast with James, that was a damn good podcast. Thank you. You guys, you guys actually, uh, I gave uh, Kong a lot of heat saying oh, a couple of those, man. They're tough to get through. <laughs> but that, that James podcast was it was heavy and it was pretty good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We try. Even if the <laughs> content is my brother in law was telling me he's like, yo, even if you don't have a good podcast, just just do one, man. Just yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> they all can't be uh they all can't be good good episodes, right? You gotta you gotta kill a lot of dragons before you get to the princess, is what I can't score if you don't shoot. That's right. <laughs> Shooter, shoot. <laughs> okay, well, thanks again to our guest, Cam, Fahim. Thank you, Jordan. Thank no, you for thank listening. You Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five out of five stars. Good evening, good night. Whenever you listen to this, we'll see you next time. Goodbye now. <laughs>